passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton postgame show with Al and Jerry. All right, here we go. It's a Wednesday podcast. Uh, Jerry and Al. Well, not really, Al. Al is actually getting ready for a trip to Italy, which I still can't believe he's going on. That'll be tomorrow. Uh, but he took the day off because Craig was off. If Craig's off, Al's off, and that's how that goes. And so Eddie Scazzeri is here. I love having Eddie in. When Al's not here, how are you, sir? Oh, hello, podcast people. You're hi. like you're like Al with the uh, when he goes to see Tony in the morning. Oh, hi, Tony. Yes. That's your new uh, intro. So I got a couple of things here I want to ask you about, and okay. I'm not going to do what Al did last time. Well, let's see. Eddie likes aliens. Let's talk to him about space. We'll talk about real things. Uh, not that okay. space isn't. I mean, like, um, current events. Sure, why not? So, and one that intrigues me is this 30 for 30 in a, in a couple of different ways. A, there's a 30 for 30 on Doc and Daryl coming out. Okay. Um, and there's a 30 for 30 that's being produced, right? This is out there. We Everybody knows that this is happening, correct? Uh, sure. I, I actually don't know if it's out there, but hmm. why? You know, I will leave that alone. No, How we, about, can, we can go to it. So... Should we? Why not? Have they, they have been. Mike's mentioned it. Sure, there you so go. So they're doing the 30 for 30, which is basically in production now for Mike and the Mad Dog. Mm-hmm. Kind of cool. And I'm looking around at who's being interviewed. Mm-hmm. Have they spoken to you? No. Are they going to? I do not know. I would guess that they are not going to speak to me. See, I now they spoke to Carlin. Yes. They spoke to Evan Roberts, mm-hmm. right? Um, I imagine they'll speak with McMonagall and Monzo just because they're the current Producers for Mike. I don't know. Maybe they won't. I don't know. But I was. I had heard they hadn't asked you yet. And they, it, to me, it's interesting because how much time did you spend in that studio? Uh, well, actually, I only worked on their show for about three and a half years. Okay, three and a half years. About how long was the run? Nineteen years. Yes. So you were in that studio for three and a half years. That's basically almost twenty percent of their time, and you were around the newsroom every single day of it. Yes, I started my internship the week that they started, the uh, Labor Day week of 1989. So I was there 
at the very beginning. Very surprised that you're and not involved And I also worked on their show as a part-timer, and also I would help fill in when I was working on the midday. Right. So I was constantly around and involved. But now, as someone who had li- basically lived it, and I didn't, not at this radio station as long as you, I started in, what was it, 97? Six or seven. Right. I think it was January 97, and uh, they'd been around since, what, 89, Nine, 90, yeah. whatever? Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen as much as you, but certainly saw a lot of the daily, day-to-day happenings. And you yourself worked on the show as I well. Wor- I worked on the show as a board op for seven months, which is not three and a half years, but seven months. But more than that, I mean, I anchored for them for a few years right. as well. Um, so I was certainly around enough. But I wonder when you do, when they do get to this and it's done and it's put out there, will you watch it with a mindful eye of what's right, what's wrong, what's phony, or do you have no interest in it at all? Um, I probably would have no interest. Really? Because you lived it. I know the truth. Right. I know stuff that people who are interviewed will not say. I know, I know things. Got it. And I, you know, I cherish the memories I have of the show. It was the pinnacle of our industry. Hasn't been equaled since. And, you know, I don't, you know, I'm good. I'm good with my Mike and the Mad Dog memories. Now, you were also a Met fan. They got mm. the Doc and Darrow one coming out. Yes. Now, I've read books on Doc and Darrow. We've read newspaper articles on Doc and Darrow. They've been in here. They've talked about their time. I always wonder, like, what could a piece like this come up with or show us that at this point in 2016, we haven't heard or we don't know? Yeah, the only thing would be some sort of a, you know, a big emotional reveal, perhaps, by the two of them of their, you know, their regrets of... But haven't of, we done that already? Uh, yeah, we right. have. I mean, that would be the only thing, maybe in in some sort of a concentrated format. And believe me, I'm a, as big a 86 Mets fan as, as the next guy. But again, this would not be something that would hold that much appeal to me. Now, these 30s for 30s, once you start them, they suck you in. They're, like They're the, really good. The behind the music, yeah. they're so well done. Yep. But there's been very few, honestly, that I have actually sit down and watched a start to finish. Mm. And of Miracles and Men was one about the 80 hockey team sure. and, and Slava Fetisov and the whole thing. And I love that one. And there was one randomly on Marcus Dupree that I really liked. Right, right, right. But, SMU? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but in Oklahoma, actually, he was, was it Oklahoma? Right. Anyway, but so uh, no, I'm probably not going to be uh, parachuting in on the Doc and Daryl or on the Mike and the Mad Dog one. I'll tell you a good one to watch, and then we'll move on. The one on the Islanders, that former owner, owner who scammed the league into mm-hmm. buying the Islanders, really good, very well done. Uh, that's one you want to parachute in on. Go get it and actually watch Alrighty. it. Uh, one other thing on sports, and then we'll kind of move on. Uh, the Olympics, uh, NBC put this thing out that they're going to have the most live coverage ever of this Olympics. Okay. And they spend billions of dollars. Yes. Billions. And this was like a 30-year deal, right? Right. That they had with it. Can you explain to me, Alan and I talk about this a lot. You've been around this industry for a long time. Mm-hmm. How in the hell do they recoup that money? I I have no idea. I know that, like, I, I guess it's going to be on all multiple platforms, on okay. MSNBC and CNBC and, and all I'm that sure, other stuff. I'm, I'm sure you'll watch on your phone, too. Oh, right. Uh, I, I honestly have no idea. But we talk about this off the air all the time. We have no idea how a lot of these ventures <laughs> make money, how they keep the lights on, and how they pay a staff of 30 people. Right. Like, what? Like these random cable shows. I don't get it. People making good coin. Yeah. 
Who the hell is watching? Nobody. And we talk about this all the time. So I, I don't know if there's just some, you know, uh, 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 sort of magic creature out there with some sort of a printing press, printing money for these people. I have no idea. Billions. Yes. It's really crazy. Hey, have you seen the show, The Tiny Houses? No. Have you heard of it? No. I can't talk to you about it then. All right. Well, I mean, you can sort of maybe give it a little effort to say, tell me what it's about. Well, it's like it's on one of these like HGTV type of okay. channels. I forget. Maybe it's Discovery. I forget which one it is. But it's these people that want to enjoy the money they make and not be tied to a mortgage yes. and debt. Oh, it says they have a tiny house like on a flatbed trailer. Oh, and they yeah, drive it's like around. a shed. Yeah, I have seen that. I know. I understand I the, the sense concept. You could do that. A hundred percent, I could. And You'd be perfect fact, for it. If I don't die here, or working, which is probable, right? Uh, that would be something I would aspire to. To die in a tiny house well, in Montana? No. Well, to be driving around and and you know seeing all what there is to see with my wife and my dogs and and then die in your tiny house. In my tiny house, yeah. I don't need a lot. All right, let's move on because there was a story uh, in one of the newspapers. Are you familiar with the actress Stephanie March? No. Very attractive. She I, she did one of the Law and Orders, and she, I think she was either married to or uh, or engaged to. She was with Bobby Flay, I believe, for a okay. while. They broke up. Her, According to the story, her life just kind of went downhill, and so she wound up getting breast implants, only to find out after it was done, she was her body was allergic mm. to whatever they make the implants with, and she had, a, I'm just a mess mm. of a situation. Now, I guess what I, w- I wonder, like, would, could you ever find yourself, now you see, you're probably a bad example, but I wonder why people go to lengths like that to find happiness, I guess, when really, I mean, I guess it's a matter of looking in the mirror and feeling better about yourself, but she's right. a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand why you would do something like that when you already have already what's going on. Make any sense what I'm saying? Yes, it does. It's just, it's some psychosis or some sort of uh, problem in their mind that they're not happy about something and this is the way they decide to try to fix it but it almost always is you know not a good idea now are you a fake boob guy or are you more down with the regular boobs well i prefer regular right um but i wouldn't complain about you know fake ones because if they're in front of me they're real to me <laughs> yeah, yes they are real to you, you gotta be honest i mean they do look better uh, they do I mean, they're phony, but they look better. Uh, yes, you know, and they, right, yeah, they do. Although, you know, I, I, the, no, I don't know. Go ahead. The natural way would be the better well, way. Well, of course. You know, but sometimes nature is uh, a little uh, stingy <laughs> with the, uh, with oh, the way they, they, they give out things. So I thought you were going to say the way they could sag down to your knees as they get older. Well, that also is yeah. true. Which mm. the uh, fake ones wouldn't, I suppose. You know, I don't have a penis story for you. Al usually has a yes, penis he, story every very day. very big on the uh, penis story. I did see this, though. I saw, and the, ironically enough, it was at a baseball game. We went to see Jose Reyes play the other night yes. in Brooklyn. And had, really had a great time. Forget the Reyes stuff. Just, again, these minor league parks are a lot of fun. We went to Lakewood a couple weeks ago. Um, and this was kind of cool. So my son is 11. And he's, he watches baseball now literally almost every second of the day when he's home. And if he's not, we're playing wiffle ball in the back. He really he really enjoys it. The, we're at the point now at 11, he kind of gets what's going on with men and women, all that stuff, and sure. sex, right? But I got to tell you, watching these games, and especially when football season comes around, the amount of erectile dysfunction commercials are, I mean, they, they hit you over the head with them. They do. And some of them are more graphic than others. Some of them you don't know what the hell's going on or right. what it's for. 
But we go, we're, we go to the bathroom in Brooklyn the other night uh, at Edmond, I forget what the name of the stadium is. And in the urinal, they've got ads. Now, the Devils do this at Prudential sure. Center. They all do it now. It's a great way to generate money because what else are you doing? You're staring at the wall, exactly. right? Exactly. So <laughs> I noticed the one he goes into is a couple down from me. And this ad was in like every other urinal spot. And so I noticed he had the same one I had. And I'm looking at it. And it was a picture of not a penis, but of a banana, basically. Okay. And it basically said something to the effect of, do you have a curved penis? And those words were in the ad. Okay. And it was, if so, you might be part of the whatever percent it is that has this blah, 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 gnosis disease. And I can see him looking at it, and his face, he's like... I almost felt like he's like, what the hell is this? Did he, like, look down and check? <laughs> no, he didn't. Oh, okay. He didn't do anything like that. But my point is, I'm, you know, we wash our hands and we're heading out to go back to our seats. And I'm like, do I bring up the curved penis ad? Do I not bring it up? Do I explain it to him? <laughs> I can, or do you just let it go? I let it go only because as I was about to kind of make a joke about it, my other son said something, and then my wife met us, and uh, the moment was gone. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, these ads are just a little much. A little much. Yes, and they are all over the place, for sure. I mean, it's it's awful. Uh, lastly for you, you remember William Refrigerator Perry. Sure, yes. And uh, obviously this is he comes on the heels of the Buddy Ryan news. Now, Fridge hasn't passed away or anything. He's 53. Mm-hmm. But there was an article in one of the papers today showing and detailing the way he lives his life now. He's now he's got diabetes in a bad way. He's ballooned up to 450 pounds. Mm. Um, he has very little feeling below the knees. He's in a wheelchair most of the time. And what's worse is it says he conducts any or all of his business out of his truck that smells like urine mm. because he either cannot physically get out when he has sudden urges to go or quite frankly, doesn't care to get out. Mm. And so Mike Ditka came out, and I mean, had nothing nice to say about it, as you can imagine, but the life this poor guy... Could you imagine being at the top of the mountain at one point in your life, and now being in a case where they said he sold his Super Bowl ring for $200,000 because he was so so far in debt, Mm. to where you have fallen on such hard times, like such a star, and now just awful? No, I, I, you know, I can't imagine, but you see... It happens to people who are otherwise successful, have jobs and families, and then something happens. They can make a bad investment. They lose their job. And things can fall apart quite quickly. It's scary. And it's very sad in his case. In anybody's case. You know, you get one, what's the line? Someone said to me today, and I loved it, just from the standpoint of, I know Cake sings a song about this. Uh, as soon as you're born, you start dying. So you might as well have a good time. I love that line. That's right. I think that's tremendous. Someone said earlier, you know, you get one trip around. It's like rounding the bases. So if you stumble, get up and keep going. Because when you get home, it's over. It's it. And it's and not you know you don't want to get too deep on this stuff. But my God, you just wonder like people have debt. What does it mean? Mm-hmm. Like, who cares? Yeah, if if they can somehow manage it to the point where then they get to the point where that you know it's irrelevant because they know they're going to die or whatever, then they just. Check out and screw everybody. I once had, I used to play golf a lot, as you know, and I used to play uh, at a country club in Old Bridge. It's going back to like the early 2000s. And one of the guys he was playing with was a, uh, he was a divorce attorney. Uh, he handled uh, bankruptcy, stuff like that. And the one bit of advice he gave me, I'll never forget it, was the biggest mistake people make 
is when they're going broke, they let their mortgage lapse. And as he said, he goes, you don't, don't pay your gas bill. Don't pay the electric bill. Don't do this. Don't do that. But the one thing you always do is pay your mortgage because they can never kick you out of your house. Right. And if more people knew that, they're probably better off. But very interesting. It's just sad. I mean, reality in life sucks, let's be honest. Well, I mean. For some people. Depends on how you look at right. it. Right. For some people, and I know many in this way, it's just, like, like I said, it goes back to what does it really matter? And at the same time, for some, it's awful. Yes, well, the universe is a very cruel, unforgiving place. Uh, I just saw somewhere that uh, they've discovered or they believe if there is life outside of Earth, Mm -hmm. it would be on Mars. Do we believe that? Uh, You're just talking about this solar system. If if there's, I'm saying what I what the report just said. Okay, I don't know how they would know that. They're probably talking about candidates for extraterrestrial life in this solar system. In the solar system. Uh, you know, there's many ca- candidates, uh, you know, uh, uh, Europa and uh, Titan and other places that, you know, because there are places on Earth where extremophiles exist, you know, at the bottom of uh, the ocean. The hell does that mean? Extremophiles? Uh, life that can uh, exist in very extreme environments, you know, buried uh, under the uh, in the lakes under the Antarctic ice or at the bottom of the ocean, you know, fathoms deep next to uh, vents where volcanic gas and stuff is coming out. All these weird places where they have found life. Basically, everywhere on Earth that they've looked, they've found some life, microbial. And a lot of times, like in these deep sea vents, they find whole colonies of, of creatures that have evolved and can survive in these places, which gives them hope an expectation, honestly, that there is life, at least microbial or simple life, out there somewhere. So uh, Mars, uh, sure, I, you know, would be at the top of the list as places where it might exist. Um, there are indications that it may have existed in the past and no longer does. But if you're talking about the, you know, the galaxy or the universe as a whole, I am 100% certain that there is life and intelligent life out there. Now, whether or not it would ever be possible for us to communicate with them giving the distances involved that's 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 uh, where we uh, get into the fermi paradox enrico fermi who said if life is so abundant where is everybody why haven't we heard from them but you know that's uh, well that comes back to what we were talking about i had mentioned uh and it was probably a bad example but i would talk i was talking more about pop music and stuff like that when i realized just how uh, young we are into civilization, basically. Yes. I mean, people have been walking the earth for however long it's been. Uh, uh, and Homo sapiens, probably about 150,000 years. Right. So here we are, 150,000 years later. And when you look at really the history of pop music, I don't, I'm not talking about people singing, mm-hmm. you know, in a house when they were eating their corn that they grew. I don't mean mm-hmm. that, when they were just humming things. When you look at the history of pop music, 150,000 years people have been around. And really, we're looking at the history of music from what we know today. As being 60 years old. Uh, get, probably closer to 100 years. You know what I mean. Oh my God, you know what I mean. I'm talking about uh, when, when radio <laughs> came out and we started playing music. I'm talking uh, about Elvis. I'm, I'm talking about the 50s on. I'm not talking about the uh, Benny Goodman, for Christ's sake. Okay. You know what I'm saying. Rock music, pop But, music. like, it's not 100,000 years of music. Well. It's... Of popular yes, music yes, that yes. is shared and enjoyed by everybody. I'm not talking about Mozart. Okay. Oh, my God. It's so, we're we're in such the infancy stages yes, of everything. Yes. And I agree with that. If we've been around for 150,000 150, 150, years, 
Why now? And it's kind of like, and I'll leave it on this. It's kind of like as a churchgoer, mm. not every week, but I do go. As a churchgoer, I sit there and say, all right, he's coming. When? Mm-hmm. I've been hearing that since I have been listening to humans talk to me. Yes. Why now? Right. Well, I mean, you know, you don't want to get me started. No, I don't. Religion. I, no, no. But I'm, I'm, I'm showing from both sides. Right. I can see it as all of a sudden now we're going to have aliens come see us. Where they've been for the last two hundred thousand years. Yes. And the same thing if if Jesus is coming back, when my time on Earth is uh, growing short here. Newsflash. He, shut he, up. Shut up. Shut. Up. That's the isn't. podcast. <laughs> it's my podcast. You zip it over there. <laughs> uh, we'll do this again tomorrow. All right. All right. See you, Eddie. Bye. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f- yourself? <laughs> wow. Wow, you weren't kidding. You were you came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast.